I call to order this January 8th, 2024 City Council meeting. Roll call. Mayor DePue. Present. Councilwoman Gillis. Here. Councilwoman Beddington. Here. Councilwoman Dalbo. Here. Councilman Powers. Here. City Attorney Wolf. Here. City Manager Irby. Here. City Clerk Slotnick present. Please stand for the Pledge of Allegiance. remain standing for a moment of silence. Item 2, approval of the minutes. Approval of the minutes. Comments, questions, or deletions for the regular meeting April 10th, 2023. Is there a motion to approve? Uh, you good? I make a motion to approve uh, the minutes of April tenth, twenty twenty three. Second. Seconded by Mr. Powers. Roll call. Councilman Powers. Yes. Mayor DePue. Yes. Councilwoman Gillis. Yes. Councilwoman Bennington. Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo. Yes. Item two B. Regular meeting May first, twenty twenty three. Comments, questions, or deletions. Is there a motion to approve? Mayor, I make a motion to approve the regular city council meeting minutes of May first, twenty twenty three. Second. Second by Ms. Dalbo. Roll call. Councilman Powers? Yes. Mayor DePue? Yes. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. Item 3, presentation, proclamation, plaque, certificates, or donations. Item 3A, Christmas Parade winners, award presentation. Good evening, Mayor and Council. I'm going to go a little bit off script a little bit, and I'm going to start with the holiday light decorations. So we have an honorable mention for Samantha Smith. The address was 2507 Orange Tree Drive. Is Samantha here this evening? We will make sure that she gets her, her prize. Um, the Community Choice Award winner was Peter and Michelle Wood at 2825 Needle Palm Drive. had a tie for the first place. So one of the first place winners with Roger and Lori Crawford at 2725 Sable Palm Drive.
Okay, so now we're going to go into the Christmas Parade Awards, and I uh, just wanted to um, mention that we have Glenn Powers here. He's on our Recreation and Cultural Services Board, and thank you so much for all that you do to help the city and all of your hard work with that event or that event and all the other events that you do. So um, we're going on with the Christmas Parade. We have a couple honorable mentions this year. Uh, one of them is uh, the Edgewater Parks Department. Um, this group of people, they actually created three floats this year. And Joel Gunther, who is our team lead um, for the maintenance division, he, on behalf of the department, he is here to accept the award. Joel? Okay, uh, the other honorable mention is the Edgewater Animal Shelter. Yay! He's very well behaved. Very well behaved. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Ride it, Renee. Ride it. <laughs> 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 you promised me a treat. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and our um, adult service award went to the North. West Lineman Center. They couldn't be here this evening, but I'll make sure that uh, I deliver their award to them. So, And the Youth Service Award goes to the Sunshine Preschool. two pictures on that. Most related to theme, Above and Beyond Tree Care. Most original, Wilkie's Pest Control. All right. 
right, and last but not least, our grand champion, the Salty Church. And we do have, um, there's a link on the city's Facebook page to all of these photos and a video of the parade if you'd like to see it. And uh, Mark Steiner with Keys to the City Online was the, our part, our marketing partner who did that for us. So thank you very much. Item 3C, Animal Shelter Presentation, Animal Spotlight. Oh, oh what was it going to say? Unfortunately, you do. <laughs> this is Hooch. This little dog right here is Hooch. Um, he is our dog of the month. He is a great Pyrenees. He is three to four years old, and with all his hair, he'll probably be about 100 pounds. Um, he's very, very friendly, and he would love for all of you to put an adoption application in. As you can see, he's going to visit all of you. Um, he is one of 25 dogs we have in the shelter right now and 110 cats. So if anybody would like, except for Gigi Bennington, who is not allowed to adopt anymore from us... Um, if any of y'all would like to that. adopt, we are taking applications. And we... Well, thank you. We appreciate it. Every month we're going to um, showcase one of the animals from the shelter. It's going to be a regular at a regular meeting. So next month it'll be somebody else. It won't be him. Hopefully he won't be here. I know. Yes, I agree. It's wonderful that we came up with that idea. <laughs> okay. Item four, citizens' comments. This is the time for the public to come forward with any comments they may have. Citizens' comments related to any agenda matter may be made at the time the matter is before the council. Please state your name and address, and please limit your comments to three minutes or less. Okay, seeing no citizens' comments at this time, item five, approval or changes, modifications to the agenda. Seeing none at this time, item six, council report. Councilman Powers. No, sir, not this time. Thank you. Councilwoman Gillis. All righty. I attended a Southeast Volusia Chamber Ambassador new member social at La Familia. I attended a Habitat Home Dedication in Edgewater with Mayor DePew, Councilwoman Dolbo, and Senator Wright. And I've known that family for years, so this one hit home as much as that organization truly helps local families. And I'm going to stop talking about that one before I cry. Um, I'm also, but I do want to take a moment to praise Ryan Solstice. There was a hiccup with some of the paperwork along the lines between Habitat and the county, and the family almost wasn't able to spend Christmas in the home like they had planned, and he had volunteered to even stay late and work as long as he needed to make sure they got in their home, and I know he didn't have to do that, and I was very thankful. So 
that was a blessing and thank you. Um, I attended our River to Sea TPO meeting that wound down for the year. I attended the Florida Planning and Zoning Association Awards Ceremony with Manager Irby, Clerk Zotnick, Samantha Bergeron, and Mayor DePew and Councilman Tower. The city received an award for the Deering Park Project. I attended the Edgewater Christmas Parade with everyone, and I was worried at first about the new route, but I think it turned out great, and I was, and I think we had a great turnout. I attended the Oak Hill Parade with Mayor DePew, and we handed out popsicles with Sydney Reagan and James Skinner, who were also in our parade, and I was thankful to work with them and throughout the communities. I attended our city's annual holiday breakfast, where we served food to city employees. And I love seeing everybody that I don't get to see on a regular basis, basis, and I think that HR always knocks these events out of the park. I attended Edgewater Public's Christmas show. I attended a County Citizens Academy class. I attended the Volusia League of Cities dinner at Pictona and Holly Hill, and I never really knew much about pickleball until that night, but I'm excited what's to come to our city. I attended the Northwest Lineman College uh, triannual rodeo and they all the graduates demonstrate what they've learned in front of friends and family It's a really big event. They do three times a year, and I thought it was really interesting That we have also that we just that we have that in our community I attended Reese across America with Mayor DePew and Councilwoman Dolbo We had triple more than triple the Reese that were donated last year And we were able to put reefs on every veterans grave plus many more and we were one of the only city events that still went on in lieu of the inclement weather and I'm so glad that we did. And thank you to Gary Snyder for all his work on this project this year. I spoke with several concerned HOA members involving a new nearby development. I met with different community members that had issues with the city maintaining some areas around their homes, and those had been addressed. I had a meeting with City Manager Irby about local projects. I also had a meeting with Ryan Solstice about upcoming projects. I wrote along with officers Ali and Sergeant Sloan. Both were super knowledgeable, and I had not ridden with them before, and it's been great getting to know each officer and discussing what they think the needs are for the city. I rode along with Edgewater Fire Department C-Shift. For the first time, I went on a possible fire call, so it was very interesting to watch everybody get suited up and run to the scene, and thankfully there was not a major fire. I toured the beginnings of the Edgewater Animal Shelter's new building. It looks amazing. I'm sad that Joel left because I wanted to thank Jason and Joel. I didn't get to see them put everything up, but everybody that was there just was gushing about how great they did and how much work they had put in. I attended our water quality workshop with all of council. I attended our hab a habitat build day for the city of Edgewater with Mayor DePew and Councilwoman Dolbo. We spent the morning uh, clearing a yard and deconstructing a fence, and then we had a new venture that I did not expect. We went to another habitat property that the city donated to help clean out, and we had to don full almost hazmat style suits. And it really made me think about how much a lot of these volunteers take in, into consideration and all the things that they do behind the scenes that we don't really know. And I'm very thankful for what Habitat does for our community. With that said, they're looking to build nine homes throughout the area this year. And the last update I got from them, there was only two moving through the process. So if you or someone you know think you might be eligible to apply, <laughs> please reach out and do. And then this was done quietly, but I would, before I was pushing for a bill reminder system, and I had saw an update that that had started into the process of being in the works. So I wanted to thank Bridget for working that and Glenn for supporting that behind the scenes. And that is all I have for today. Thank you. Thank you. Councilwoman Bennington. Well, believe it or not, I do have a couple of reports. One of them is Veterans Park. The plaques that are there are so decayed and rotted that you can't really see any of them. They're, they're all 
they need either new ones or they need to be pressure cleaned or something because they're, they're just horrible. And for that to be our veterans park and not have that pop out at you when you go up there. I mean, I took the mayor to look at it today and he agreed, you can't hardly read them when you're right on top of them. So I'm asking that we, that we do something for the veterans park and get that, at least that cleaned up. Um, I did, I've gone to the shelter from when they first, and the new building is going to be great. It is going to be great. We'll have all kinds of room, and uh, it's wonderful. Um, they're doing a great job. The, the city workers are fitting it, fin finishing it inside, and <coughs> I just can't express how great it is to have that much room for our animals. Um, and I, I stay at the shelter quite a bit, as you heard. I'm not allowed into the cat room, but I do go in there and do cat therapy as long as they, they pat me down when I leave to make sure I don't have any kittens or anything <laughs> stuck anywhere in me. <laughs> and they're standing guard while I'm there. I mean, that's pitiful when you can't do that. <laughs> you have to laugh at that, but that's my <laughs> husband. No more cats. Well, I already have seven of them at home, so I don't need any more. Oops, I shouldn't have said that. <laughs> um, okay, then I have something for the council to consider. I've been thinking about this for a long time, and it just came to me all of a sudden. And I've checked with uh, Mr. Arby, and he checked with Aaron, and we can do this. You know how we're set by charter at our rates that we get? And the only way our salaries can be changed is by a vote of the people from the charter. And we have tried, oh, I can't tell you how many times I've been on the charter review committee, and we put that forward and it's always voted down. They just don't. And we are one of the lowest paid council in Volusia County. Probably the lowest. We are the lowest. Lower than Oak Hill, and that's saying something. So I did a little research and then I went to Glenn, and then I, and he went. To, we can pass an ordinance that we can get paid extra money for any of the council meetings that aren't our regular twelve meetings. Do you understand what I'm saying? So anytime we have a special meeting, we can earn some money. It's not just out of the seven thousand. Um, we need to pass an ordinance stating that and how much we want to be paid for these things. But I'm suggesting that we put it on the agenda for next month to vote on it and, and determine how much we want to allow ourselves to be paid for each meeting other than the regular meeting. Is that, am I correct? Yeah, it, yeah the, the way the charter reads uh, is the city council is authorized to adjust the annual salary for the mayor and council members by ordinance but no ordinance increasing such salary shall become effective until the date of commencement of the terms of the council elected at the next regular election, provided that such election follows the adoption of such ordinance by at least six months. Additionally, changes to compensation shall only uh, be adjusted every five years. So the charter allows us to do that? It does. Okay. Because that was my main concern. If the charter, if we were trying to go around the charter, no, right? no. the charter allows for Specifically that. allows it. Yes. Okay. So, and for the record, it wouldn't go in, uh, in effect for this council. It would be when the new seats come correct. up. Correct. Yeah, we could make it that way. Yeah. I was going to make it for the new for us. 
<laughs> well, but the, the charter, the charter, charter won't the let charter us do that. Part, yeah. Okay, but I was, but anyway, um, uh, I think that would be a good way for us to um, meet the minimum wa wages for elected officials <laughs> without violating our charter. And I, I'm, I um, strongly suggest we consider doing it. And I'm putting that out for, for the rest of you to see what you think. Well, and I think we all know on this council that we are public servants, but we are one of the lowest paid council in Volusia County. Just let that be known. Um, other municipalities, I mean, just to the north, are, are paid a livable wage. Um, I, I think all of us have spent hundreds of hours at this job and gas on our own dime. So I, I just want that to be known that we know that we're public servants to the residents in this department. We're not just doing this because we have to. I know my salary a month, and I'm not complaining, is $700 a month. And I spend roughly around $2,300 a month on gas just going to meetings. So. Well, and I just, again, to point out that clause that it takes out the bias, right? Because Absolutely. it won't be, take effect until the next council. So no, right. it's not like we're giving it to ourselves. We're, no. we're you know, yeah. So. And then, and, well, but the, the new seat, right? Each new Four. seat. So, so your you seat and on the next agenda to determine oh, I mean, the amount. Anything. The amount and, and, and go ahead and, and I don't know, Aaron, what's next? We can determine the amount and, and read the ordinance at the same time? or uh, No, you should, uh, I think, agree I mean, on an amount and then an ordinance can be prepared. Yeah, I'd have to have the amounts put in the Okay, meeting. well, you know, it's it's up to you guys what you want to do. I'm throwing it out here for you to think about it and, <coughs> and uh, get an idea. But could that be talked about at the next workshop that we're having anyway? I don't know whether you want to talk about that at a workshop or not. I think it should I be. I think the citizens just should the, comment Yeah, it should be open, sure. open for the citizens. Well, they would once we got to the ordinance reading. Yeah. The the. I understand what you're saying, Charlotte, with the just having that discussion come before a council. And then the ordinance, the two, it'd be two ordinance readings. Yes, which would have two a readings, hearing. yes. So then they would have an opportunity at that point. But um, yeah, maybe we just have that price point discussion at a meeting for public hearing and then go from there. Sure. Okay, I think it's a great idea for the next Are council. Are we going to put it on for the next council to decide what we, how much we want to? The next meeting. Okay, but the chart, the the um, ordinance won't be ready then. For, Correct. Okay, since we can't do it for this council, we don't have to rush it. <laughs> well, it has to be at least six months right, so before we need the to election. Do it. Yeah, we right, need to so get on. So I mean, in theory, but six months before August, just in case there's a not a primary or something. Or well, no, November. well, no, it'd be November before yeah. the general election. Yeah, it wouldn't yeah. be on August. It'd be the general election. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if, if we do it and 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 vote on it. By um, April, finish it off. We should be fine for the for the next, <coughs> right? Mm -hmm. yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, that's that's my report. <laughs> okay, Councilwoman Dalva. Um, I attended and participated in the Pearl Harbor Remembrance at Hawks Park. I had a great time in the Christmas parade with uh, my fellow council people. I uh, also attended the uh, holiday breakfast. Um, and council served breakfast to all the city employees. Um, as, as Charlotte stated, um, Human Resources, Julie, your team did a great job, um, as, you, as you do every year, uh, from setup to breakdown. 
The kitchen volunteers put out a wonderful breakfast, including Bob, Pleasy, Walsy, Tracy, just to name a few. And there's a lot of people back there I didn't know, so I can't even name. So I'll just say the, <coughs> the men and women in the kitchen killed it. Uh, went to two home uh, Habitat Home dedications, uh, attended the Reefs Across America, participated uh, for the first, first time the monthly uh, Habitat build that the mayor put together. We had a great time, um, as Charlotte talked about, so I won't discuss that any further. But it was, it was, um, it was very eye-opening, and I enjoyed it. So it'll definitely be something that we'll be doing monthly. Edgewater uh, Animal Shelter update. Um, building is constructed. Walls are going up. There'll be 25 total kennels. There'll be a special room for moms with puppies and for dogs that may need um, special treatment like heartworms. They need to be calm, and calm, cool, and collected. They're working on an agility yard for extra training for the dogs who will be going out to be adopted. That they already have training so before they're adopted, but this will give them extra training. Um, Parks and Rec team is doing a great job with the build-out for the shelter, so thank you guys for working so hard. Uh, the shelter is also implementing the Silver Paws program again, and they're looking for funds or donations to go towards that, and the donations will go towards the adoption fee for older dogs and cats. They're not spending their last years or months in the shelter. Uh, if you want to volunteer for the um, to volunteer at the shelter, you can walk dogs or socialize cats. Gigi's an expert on the socialization <laughs> of cats. Um, you have to use go to their website and fill out an application. Uh, you can walk dogs. Uh, Renee and I have walked many dogs, and I've helped clean the cattery. And it's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> you do need to be 18 years old or older to do that. Uh, and also, the next pack walk will be this Saturday at 9 a.m. at the Whistle Stop. That's all I have. Thank you. I enjoyed attending a YMCA board meeting. I enjoyed speaking at a political event in Deland to give them a year update on what we as a council have been up to. I enjoyed a Southeast Volusia Chamber of Commerce event with Councilwoman Gillis at La Familia here in town. I always enjoy meeting and learning from my dear friend Fred Cleveland in New Smyrna Beach. And I enjoyed an FPZA award ceremony in Daytona Beach. I enjoyed meeting with several representatives in Tallahassee, learning knowledge and potential funding opportunities for the city of Edgewater. I enjoyed attending a, a political meeting where I gave another update on what the council been, has been up to. I and I think most of the council enjoyed the city of Edgewater's annual holiday breakfast. I spoke in another political event. I learned a lot off of serving on my first meeting from the League of Cities. I'm actually on their Veteran Affair Committee, so it was wonderful to learn from them and um, different things that we could potentially do for our veterans. I know you appreciate that, I'm sure. And I wanted to thank you also for um, doing the letters to veterans once a month at the different schools. You're welcome. It's wonderful. It's always wonderful to attend a Habitat Home Dedication with Councilwoman Gillis and Councilwoman Dabo. The Volusia League of City event dinner was wonderful at Pickletonia and Holly Hill. I enjoyed the Christmas parade with Vice Mayor Bennington and Oak Hill, Edgewater, and the New Smyrna parade. Mike Chitwood was wonderful enough to attend ours, and he really complimented how wonderful ours was ran. Um, thank you, Sam and Brandy, for all that you do in our wonderful city. We appreciate it. Yep. And I just want to, of course, emphasize the, the sheriff told us that it was the best parade that he had been to for the Christmas, so we, we got blessed by the, the sheriff saying that we had the best parade, so the route was great. <laughs> <laughs>
I attended the Reads Across America ceremony with Councilwoman Gillis and Councilwoman Dalbo, along with Senator Tom Wright. It was wonderful, and thank you, Gary Snyder, for all that you did for that ceremony to make it happen. I attended a Live Local Update meeting to ensure we keep up with that and what is occurring in Volusia County and with potential development here in Edgewater. I enjoyed attending another ambassador meeting with the Southeast Volusia Chamber. I enjoyed a Habitat Home Build Day, like was emphasized with Councilwoman Dalbo and Councilwoman Gillis. We worked at not one, but two homes, and one of them we had to get in hazmat suits. It was abandoned for nearly 20 years on Pine Tree, and the city was able to partner with Habitat. It was wonderful. Um, there's been a lot of water quality inquiries here in Edgewater and potential issues. So on Friday, we held a workshop on that. I'm sure it was on the city website. I think every council member learned a lot of, in the comments that we stated at that meeting. It was really wonderful. And the residents learned um, about our easy system on our website to report an issue um, and that they could, the potential tips of where they could go for studies and different things like that if, for heaven forbid, they can't get a hold of the city, which I'm sure they can. I enjoyed an elected official roundtable meeting this morning in Daytona. So one of the concerns I've heard from small businesses in the area is um, they're unsure of the resources and uh, the different laws and ordinances that um, they can or cannot implement at their business um, and what number to contact if they have an issue or something like that. Um, and one of the ideas I had is we really don't have an area for not necessarily tourists, but say even locals to know what to go to do if they're here for been here for only a couple years. Um, so one of the things that I would like to see maybe established in the future is um, a potential welcoming center for new businesses when they go and get their um, okay. their business license. They could. I'm sure they have to fill it out with our finance department or the city clerk, uh, one or the two, so we could direct them to this area um, and they could get some more a resource packet and information on what they would, they should know for opening a new business in the city of Edgewater. And locals or visitors would know some of the things, cool areas, to, fun things to go and do. Um, and I was thinking that maybe we could establish this within our inside our parks and recreation department so there's really not a a new employee needed. There's someone who runs the desk there. Um, and I, I did talk this over with Mr. Irby. Um, so this was an idea that I, I had that I wanted to bring forward to the council and see how you guys felt about. Yeah? I mean, it's necessary. Yeah. Wonderful. And um, one of the other things I would like to do is, you know, I think it's wonderful and necessary that we have these vision sessions. And I think the consultant that we have is wonderful. But we, have, as a council, have really never got to collaborate together and come up with our, our own ideas together. Um, I think we have a lot of unique ideas between all of us. Um, I think we, could, we all want to make a difference in Edgewater. And one of our, I'm sure, our top priority is to see how we grow in the future. That's why we're here. Um, and I would like to do our own vision session workshop um, between the council because we can collaborate with several ideas and we don't necessarily need a consultant to do so. We can pull up even a Google Earth map on our computer and say, I'd like to see more of X, Y, and Z, and I think that this is an area we could potentially do so. So I wanted to get your guys' feel on that as well. That's fine. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if we could do it maybe 
because we have another session with Kimberly Horn. <coughs> the reason I like Kimberly Horn is just because they collect so much data from residents for us to take, right, and understand where, where the residents and the, the temperature of the residents are. Um, so I kind of want to see what those results are before I really have a good direction forward, but yes, yeah, I think we should have our own other conversation about that. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, well, maybe on, on that same, after, um, after we have the next session with, with Kimberly and all, then maybe we can all sit down together yeah. and take everything that we found and see what our, our views are yeah. and how we can accomplish or if we want to accomplish some of this stuff or whatever. Of course, and it's not, yeah, that necessarily just, wouldn't be what we would implement either. Right. This would be more just boards and ideas that we would. Yeah. And um, one of the other things I brought up before is doing a monthly meeting with staff. Um, I think that that's just going to be too much, and I'd like to move it to just once a quarter um, to do a quarterly update. I think that that would be easier on each department head, and I did talk to Mr. Irby about that as well. So the meeting that we're going to start with next week? I believe that there's workshops. a separate agenda to that, um, but moving forward, it would just be once a quarter <coughs> right, okay. instead of holding them monthly like we originally discussed. Okay. Cool. Okay. Well, that is all I have. Item 7, the consent agenda. All matters listed under the consent agenda are considered to be routine by the City Council and will be acted upon by one motion. There will be no separate discussion of these items unless discussion is desired by a member of council, in which case the mayor will remove that item from the consent agenda and such item will be considered separately. Is there a motion to approve the consent agenda? Mayor, make a motion to approve consent. I make a motion to approve consent agenda as published. A second. Roll call. Councilman Powers? Yes. Mayor DePew? Yes. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. Item 8, public hearing, ordinances, and resolution. Item 8A, second reading, ordinance number 2023-028, request to approve the annexation for parcels generally found west of Elizabeth Street and south of Claudette Street. Please read into the record. Ordinance number 2023-0-28, an ordinance annexing 1.13 plus or minus acres of certain real property located at 1310 through 1366 Elizabeth Street. Parcel ID number is 7430 740-2030, 7430-4020, 7430-4020-2900, 7430-4020-2290, and 7430-4020-2280. County into the City of Edgewater, Florida, subject to the jurisdiction, obligations, benefits, and privileges of the, of the municipality. Any the description of the city of Edgewater corporate limits providing for filing with the clerk of the circuit court, Felicia County, the Felicia County property appraiser, and the Department of State providing for conflicting provisions, severability, and applicability providing for an effective date, recording, and adoption. Thank you. Staff report. Thank you. So this is a second reading. However, staff did err in the title of Ordinance 2023-0-28. Scrivener error uh, left out one of the parcels, 0310. Uh, it was added back in. It was included in the map as well as in the legal description when it was advertised. Um, so staff have added that back in and there's no new additional information besides that at this time. But I'll entertain any questions the council may have. Thank you. Open a public hearing, application comments and presentation. Citizens comments. Council comments. 
Close the public hearing. Is there a motion to approve? Mayor, make a motion to approve ordinance 2023-0-28. Second. Seconded by Ms. Bennington. Roll call. Councilman Powers? Yes. Mayor DePue? Yes. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. Item 8B, second reading, ordinance number 2023-0-29, request for a small-scale comprehensive plan, amendments from Volusia County Environmental System Corridor, ESC, an urban low intensity, ULI, to the city of Edgewater, low density, residential, with conservation overlay for parcels generally located west of Elizabeth Street and south of Claudette Street. Please read into the record. Ordinance number 2023-0-29, an ordinance of the City of Edgewater amended the comprehensive plan is amended by amending the official future land use map from Volusia County Environmental Systems Corridor and urban low intensity to city low density residential with conservation overlay for 1.13 plus or minus acres of certain real property located at 1310 through 1366 Elizabeth Street, parcel ID numbers 7430040202030320 and 7430040020280 Edgewater, Florida, providing for public hearings, findings of consistency, providing for conflicting provisions, deliverability and applicability, and providing an effective date. Thank you. Staff report. Thank you again, Council. Uh, this is a Scrivener error. This is a second reading. Um, staff did add back in that one parcel that was omitted um, prior, prior during the first reading. And with that, I'll entertain any questions. Thank you. Open a public hearing, applicant comments, and presentation. Citizens' comments. Council comments. Close the public hearing. Is there a motion to approve? Make a motion to approve ordinance number 2023-0-29. Second. Second by Ms. Gillis. Roll call. <clears throat> Councilman Powers? Yes. Mayor DePue? Yes. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. Item 8C, second reading, ordinance number 2023-0-30, request to approve the rezoning of parcels from Volusia County Resource Corridor, RC, in urban single-family residential, R3A, to the city of Edgewater, R2, for parcels generally located west of Elizabeth Street and south of Claudette Street. Please read into the record. Ordinance number 2023-0-30, an ordinance granting a change in zoning classification from County RC Resource Corridor and R3A Urban Single Family Residential to City R2 Single Family Residential for 1.13 plus or minus acres of certain real property located at 310, 1310 through 1366 Elizabeth Street, parcel ID numbers 7430040202030320, Edgewater, Florida, amending the official zoning map of the City of Edgewater, providing for conflicting provisions, severability, and applicability, providing for an effective date recording and adoption. Staff report. Thank you. Again, this is a second reading. There's no substantial changes besides the omission of a apostrophe. Thank you. Open a public hearing, applicant comments and presentation. Citizens comments. Council comments. Just to clarify, the omission in that one parcel number, is that why there was a gap in the first and second reading? Uh, no, that was due to public notice. Okay, gotcha. Okay, that's fine. Thank you. Close the public hearing. Is there a motion to approve? Make a motion to approve ordinance 2023 0 30. Second. Seconded by Ms. Dalbo. Roll call. Councilman Powers? Yes. Mayor DePue? Yes. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. 
Item 8D, first reading, Ordinance Number 2024-0-04, Request for a Large-Scale Comprehensive Plan <coughs> Amendment to Update Chapter 4, Stormwater Sub-Element of the City of Edgewater's Edgewater Comprehensive Plan. Please read it to the record. Ordinance Number 2024-0-04, in Ordinance of the City of Edgewater, Florida, amending the Comprehensive Plan Stormwater Element as amended to enhance stormwater design to accommodate the 100-year flood for the purpose of protecting public health and safety, providing for conflicting provisions and effective data and adoption. Thank you. Staff report. So as you recall, Senate Bill 250, uh, had we had to pull this from the planning and zoning agenda uh, a few months prior uh, during, over the Thanksgiving break, just a week before, they went into special se session through HB1C and amended that regulation, allowing us to bring forth uh, the changes before you to the comprehensive plan to make those stormwater changes. In this case uh, of note, oh. Uh, stormwater conveyance systems are, would be changed from the 25-year frequency event to the 100-year frequency event. And that no new, new development uh, would have to demonstrate no adverse off-site impact, in addition to no reduction in level of service for stormwater conveyance. Thank you. Open a public hearing. Citizens' comments. Council comments. So we're able to actually have these on the books now because that, that House bill was amended. Correct, yeah. And the week before Thanksgiving, they came back in and eliminated a bunch of counties that included Volusia at that time. I think that was very helpful, yes. So thank you, Ryan. Wonderful. Close the public hearing. Is there a motion to approve? Make a motion to approve the comprehensive plan amendments to Chapter 4 stormwater. So good night. Ordinance number 2024-0-04. Second. Councilman Powers? Yes. Mayor DePew? Absolutely. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. Item 8E, first reading, ordinance number 2024-0-05, request to update article IB resource protection standards and site design criteria of the City of Edgewater Land Development Code. Please read into the record. Ordinance number 2024-0-05, in ordinance of the City of Edgewater, Florida, amending Article 2 definitions of Chapter 21 Land Development Code, providing for a conflicting provision, severability and applicability, providing for an effective date, adoption, and codification. Staff report. Good evening. Uh, so this is the teeth to those comprehensive plan changes that the council just adopted. Um, in this case, there's many throughout Article 4 and Article 5. If council has any specific questions on that language within the ordinance, please feel free to ask. Thank you. Open a public hearing. Citizens' comments. Council comments. Close the public hearing. Is there a motion to approve? Make a motion to approve ordinance number 2024-0-05 for the City of Edgewater's um, Land Development Code. Second. Roll call. Councilman Powers? Yes. Mayor DePue? Yes. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. Item 9, board appointments. Item 9A, Firefighters Pension Board. Mayor DePue's appointment due to a vacancy left by the resignation of Herbert Stein. Citizens' comments. Council comments. Is there, I make a. You can make a nomination and then we'll make a motion. Okay. Well, I 
do not have that in front of me. Just one second, sorry. I do apologize. I left my briefcase at home. recommended action is to appoint James Bailey to the Firefighters Pension Board for a two-year term expiring on January 8, 2024. Yes, and I looked into his application. He's, he's well qualified and checked with the chief, and he is well with that nomination. So is there a motion to approve? Mayor, make a motion to appoint James Daly to the Firefighter Pension Board for a two-year term expiring on January 8, 2026. Second. Second by Ms. Bennington. Roll call. Councilman Powers. <clears throat> Yes. Mayor DePue? Yes. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. Item 10, other business. Item 10A, FP 2303, request for final plat approval for Oak Leaf Preserve, Phase 4, located east of Old Mission Road. Staff report. Thank you. The request before you is by Ernest LaCour for the final plat for Oak Leaf Preserve, Phase 4, which includes 106 single-family home lots on 27.152 plus or minus acres. Uh, the applicant has met all the standards of the land development code and it is within the comprehensive plan for the residential and equals and matches the residential plan unit development that encompasses the entire Oak Leaf Preserve subdivision. And at this time, staff would entertain any questions. Thank you. Applicant comments and presentation. Good evening, Parker Minchenberg, 1729 Ridgewood Avenue. I'm the engineer on the project. You guys have any questions? Thank you. Citizens comments. <clears throat> Council comments. Yeah, I just, I, I do this every final plat and preliminary plat. I like to have it on the record that this PUD, the, um, the subdivision was approved, I don't know, when was the PUD approved originally? Three years ago, yeah. So th that's not what we're doing here tonight. This is really more or less a check mark to make sure that what they said they were going to do in the development plan is what they actually did. It's administrative, so we're not doing, we're not approving the subdivision tonight. That's not what's happening here. Um, in addition to that, we're bound by case law in the state of Florida that if they actually check all those requirements, we're bound to to approve preliminary and final plans. So I'd just like to have that on the record before we move forward. And Councilmember Powers, it's also in the staff report under background that I've now included that blurb uh, for the public in general. Uh, very nice. On every you. single plat. Thank, Thank you. Yeah. Is there a motion to approve? Make a motion to approve FP 2303, the final <coughs> plat for Oak Leaf Preserve Phase 4. Second. Second by Ms. Dalva. Roll call. Councilman Powers? Yes. Mayor DePew? Yes. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. Item 10B, Boston Whaler, MOU, extension request, staff report. Yes, sir. <clears throat> During September 2022, the council approved a memorandum of understanding with Boston Whaler to allow construction of a modular building on the property. Whaler refers to this building as their customer experience center. The original plan was to use it temporarily until they can construct a permanent building meeting all of the city's land development codes. The modular is allowed to stay for a term of two years or until November 2024. As is well known, the economy for many industries is not as robust as it was in 2022, and 
Whaler is feeling the pinch as well. To that end, they are requesting an extension of time on the MOU from November 2024 until November 2029 in hopes the economy will improve. They still want to construct a more permanent structure for the future. So the recommended action before you tonight is a uh, motion to approve the extension of the Boston Whaler MOU through November 2029. Thank you, sir. Applicant comments. Again, for the record, Parker Minchenberg, 1729 Ridgewood Avenue. I was the design engineer on the complex, and I have Katie with me from Boston Whaler, and we're here to answer any questions you might have. Thank you, sir. Citizens' comments. Council comments. That extension seems awful long. Well, if they get their building built, then they won't need it. But if they don't, then they'll just be right back before you asking for another extension. Mm -hmm. I mean, staff doesn't have any problems with the extension. They've done a phenomenal jo job disguising that modular building. Absolutely. So, it's um, beautiful. And I don't, some people have told me they didn't, didn't even know it was, was a modular. It is. Sets back. It sets back quite a bit from US-1 also. It's not right yes. on the roadway. Okay. I just, I didn't realize we were doing it for the 29, but, yeah. okay. Okay. Seeing no further comments, is there a motion to approve? I have a motion to approve the extension of Boston Whaler MOU through November 2029. Second. Second of mine. Dabo, roll call. Thank you. Councilman Powers? Yes. Mayor DePue? Yes. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. Item 10C, request to extend time 30 days to Clyde Johnson Contracting, CJC, for the YMCA wind retro retrofit project. 1TB23PR11, staff report. Yes, sir. Council approved a contract with CJC on November 6, 2023, to retrofit the YMCA building to include a new roof, new wind-resistant windows and doors. Most materials are due, due to arrive the first week of January 2024, except the windows. They're scheduled to arrive on January 19th, 2024. The contractor is requesting an extension of 30 days to the contract for services. The granting agency has agreed in writing to this request without penalty. Staff requests council waive the liquidated damages as specified in the contract and approve a change order to extend the contract time by 30 days. So the recommended action before you tonight is a motion to approve to waive the liquidated damages and extend the contract for an additional 30 days. Thank you. Citizens' comments. Council comments. Glenn, can you just break down for me the waiving of the liquidated yeah. damages? I mean, why? We're just extending the contract, so. Well, they would put back up at the end of this 30 days. I don't think, maybe I don't understand the question. I don't understand what the liquidated damages. Right. If oh. normally in a construction contract, there'll be a time for completion. And if the contractor does not meet that time of completion, then there is a penalty or a liquidated damages assessed per day beyond the uh, designated construction gotcha. time okay. period. So by extending it by 30 days, you'd also be waiving any sort of uh, liquidated damages. And I think this was $150 a day. Oh, $500 a day. So this is just a material issue, obviously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. To my understanding, he's having an issue get the, getting the windows in. Just like everyone else. Yeah. Of course, absolutely. Yep. Okay. Okay, is there a motion to approve? Make a motion um, to approve 30-day extension 
for CJC for the YMCA win retro retrofit ITB-23-PR-11. And to waive the liquidated damages. And to waive the liquidated damages. Second. Second to bind this. Bennington, roll call. Councilman Powers? Yes. Mayor DePew? Yes. Councilwoman Gillis? Yes. Councilwoman Bennington? Yes. Councilwoman Dalbo? Yes. Item 11, officer report, city clerk. Um, just a reminder that the Volusia League of Cities dinner is on the 25th of this month in Lake Helen. If you have not already let me know if you'll be attending, please do so within the next couple of days. Um, and for the next workshop, we have that scheduled for the 22nd of this month. And the intended agenda for that workshop is chicken ordinance, feather flags, and then the development process. Um, I don't know if I need to add anything. I mean, that's quite a bit. Or Food truck's going to be on that, too. Oh, yes. So what is going to be on the agenda are chickens, feather flags, conditional use permit for tattoo and pawn shops and B3. Um, what else is there? And then the three murals. Murals, okay. Uh, and food trucks. And if you want anything else, by Friday. <laughs> yeah, are we starting at 4 o'clock? Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I think that's enough. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's all I have. City Attorney. Uh, yes, just a real quick uh, litigation update in the Garrett case, which is the uh, bicycle uh, that collided into a police cruiser case. Uh, the plaintiffs uh, not responding to discovery. So uh, I gave them one extension. Uh, that time period passed, so I've gone ahead and filed a motion to compel discovery and submitted a proposed order to the judge to grant that. State Farm is also a defendant in that case, and they've also filed a motion to compel discovery. So for some reason, the plaintiff is not cooperating in the discovery process. In the Hatcher case, uh, which in involve, involves uh, the Volco Road construction, and it's a case against both the city and the county, the court uh, dismissed the amended complaint and gave them 60 days uh, in order to uh, obtain a survey and amend the complaint with specifics as to what they claim, what portion of their property they claim was taken by the county. Um, before that time period uh, expired on December 8th, um, <coughs> they filed a motion for a 30-day extension for 30 more days to file that second amended complaint. And so that was due today. I would assume they'll either ask for an additional extension or file the second amended complaint uh, today or tomorrow. Um, on the Ingalls case, uh, I took his deposition, the plaintiff's deposition recently, and we're just awaiting a transcript from that deposition. That's all I have. Thank you, sir, for your report. Mr. Irving. I'll be short or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. Citizens' comments. Seeing no citizens' comments, we are adjourned. Oh, that was after an hour. <laughs> 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 <laughs>